action adventure theme has like a little comic book. Hang on, hang on. Not Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest had Haji. So. Uh, uh, Johnny me? Quest had the little dog. Bandit. Yeah, well, Bandit. he was a dog. Yeah, but that's the cute comical guy. Obviously. Uh, but Wheel Warriors was cool because it was like they had these like vehicles that had like these saws and like machine guns and stuff on them. And they fought other vehicles that were like plants. Weird. Like they were like weird zombie plant creatures. And they were like had wheels and stuff, but they were like instead of like vehicles of metal and stuff, they were like made out of plant matter. Hmm. It was really weird. That this is, is weird. the shit that I grew up with. <laughs> it's like really strange. Oh, as an aside, you just reminded me really quick. Uh, Charmander came, and Squirtle came out of eggs when you when you got them in Pokemon. That all made sense. Why did Bulbasaur get born from an egg? It was a plant born from an egg. Did that make any sense? It's obviously the missing link between <laughs> platypus and... No. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's the Venus flytrap? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Carnivorous plant. Jesus. No. It's more like. This was a great card. Carnivorous plant. Yeah. Three and a green for a four-five defender. Do you think that? Do you think that? Um, we should bring plants back to Magic. Like really annoying plants, like in Ravnica, like plants that just don't die. That's that's like plants theme. Is there just like? Assholes that so you like can kill and they just come back. It's just bunch. gonna be a bunch of plants. I'm surprised they didn't put a plant in the set yet. You know what they the, did? Isn't isn't a strangle root geist? Isn't that a plant zombie? Uh, what, what is Grave Bramble? Uh, Grave Bramble is a zombie tree folk. Is it? No, no, no. No, 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 Grave Bramble, no sorry, that's the, it's that's a, the it's other a plant one. zombie. Um, is so it a plant it zombie? Plant the one that has protection from zombies? Okay, yeah. Is it actual zombie or is it? It's plant something. It's plant something. Plant wall. I think it might just be plant. Might be just be it could it might just be creature plant. <laughs> I, I like I like all the weird like I get really excited about like the really super weird uh, creature types that they're coming out with. It just makes me happy. I'm upset oh, yeah. that they came out with Gremlin yeah. in was it Frexine Besieged or Mirror Besieged? Yeah. And nothing else. Just yeah. one gremlin. Well, because like they put murderous red cap in the set, and they were like, we could have made the creature type red cap if we felt like it, because red caps are like this uh, old English creature type from fairy tales mm-hmm. that they basically like sneak. Ar- they, no, they, they like sneak around in the woods, and then they steal your children when they go out to pick berries. Okay, and that's like I don't know some kind of trope. And they're like, yeah, we could have made those, but it turns out they're easier to just make them all goblins. So we just made them goblins. Because yeah. we don't think we're ever going to make red caps again. Lame. Man. But they, why would they call Gremlin Gremlin? Why wouldn't they just make him a goblin or make him like or uh, a, a devil a or something? Beast or something other yeah. than Gremlin. Because people like those things. You know, why? I, I think that stone throwing devils should have been Gremlins. You know what that devils. is? Stone throwing yeah. devils were nuts. It's an Arabian Nights card. It's a 1 1 for 1 black. First strike. First strike. See, but I only had them ever, and the only reason I know what they are is I put them in my binder and said that I had STDs in my binder, and it made me really happy. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm really fucking lame. It's okay. really obnoxious. I know, it's incredibly lame. It's okay. I'm waiting for the advisor deck to be good. They, uh, you're uh, waiting for the the royal wedding deck to be good. So well, we don't, saying, I don't like, know what you're talking about. Mayor, that's a different thing. But <laughs> may, like Mayor of Avabrook is an advisor. He's a human advisor werewolf. And uh, 
There's a guy like, in Mercadian that was an advisor. There's a bunch of advisors. Like Port like, Council or something like that? Isn't he an advisor? Well, like, the one-two guy that when he comes into play, you look at your opponent's hand or yeah. something like that? Well, uh, mm. like Vidalcan Wizard and Vidalcan Architects. Like A bunch of Vidalcans are, are advisors. There no, was some Vidalcan Esper Architect guys. Architect is an Artificer. Yeah, Artificer isn't a creature type. It just is. I don't think uh, so, bro. Spell Shaper also, is. I would believe Stoneforge, he's a Spell Shaper. Stoneforge Mystic, Artificer. Are they really? Is that yes. really a creature yeah. type? Yep. Oh. Well, see, like, that's that's cool, too. But I want to make the advisor deck. I mean, artificers are kind of huge because Tezzeret is an artificer, and so is Venser in the storyline. Yeah, but, like, they're not artifacts, so who cares? <laughs> is okay. it Tezzeret an artifact? Tezzeret is, is like part Vidalcan? artifact. It's, it, the Esper people have, what is that? Ether swarm. filigree filigree is what yeah. their bodies are made right, out of. They're weird, go. like shaped body shit. Yeah, yeah. filigree, filigree angel, filigree. Podcast. We've rambled for long enough. Uh, Half of that's good. Enough, Probably. Nah, I'll leave it all. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. Talk about Kaz being his weird made up cartoons from I the know. 80s. Apparently, I mean, it was fun. It was a good conversation. Apparently, people really enjoy the second intro. So maybe we'll just maybe we'll just keep the second intro song. For now. Yeah, because uh, we got we got a we thank got you, Crosby. Thanks for a second intro song. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh man! Now people. Oh, no, that, that was him taking a crap on the table. That was the worst. Oh! Now people don't have to ask us what the what the song was on Twitter. People they'll just, they'll just tune know. in to our podcast <laughs> for fart humor. <laughs> that is true. Oh yeah, and that's true. I am going to give them what they want. I actually described Tinderball. my mother that way. At, at fart one humor. Point. I was like, she was like, so what are your what's your podcast about? I was like, I don't know, like poop jokes and like. Pee humor. I don't know. Like sometimes we talk about flying to other cities, but it's really just about how terrible the bathrooms were. So, you know, like I mean, you got if if your podcast your is ways of so, wiping your butt when there is no toilet. Like, look, paper. like if your if your podcast is an hour long, you have to have at least like a one one poop joke every ten minutes, or people just get uninterested. So I agree. I agree. So besides. <laughs> The topic of <laughs> fart jokes and piss humor tonight. We'll yeah. be talking about uh, hopefully some constructs because we had a Grand Prix Orlando last week, and uh, with we, super interesting stuff. It it was. I I'll, I'll go off on it later, but then we have. Uh, I hope hopefully we'll talk about some spoilers and then uh, just stuff that we're noticing about. Uh, Dark Ascension. I as actually it comes Dark Ascension since it's the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about some predictions, mm. and of course it's we're going to have Chris Casmer sure. right. Oh yeah, no, I love my favorite segment of the show now. Everyone's favorite segment. God, damn. it's better than the detail was wrong in. segment. Everyone's so. <laughs> in. We couldn't keep up with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I would have to carry around a tape recorder and like a <laughs> package of batteries. Yeah, it's it's true. Like it's just true. like constantly, like holy shit, DCL, repeat what you just said. Just, <sighs> I want to get this idiocy on wax. It's like a constant <laughs> stream of like wrongness. <laughs> okay, it's like Gomer Pyle and someone else really stupid <laughs> had a child. Gomer Pyle and uh, and they taught that child how like to play Lucille magic. Ball. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, but steel metal, steel metal, full, full metal jacket. I want her to be my mom. Full metal jacket. They fucking called this guy. That is Gomer Pyle. That's Gomer Pyle's brother. Gomer Pyle is from Andy Griffith's show. No, yeah. Gomer Pyle and who the fuck did they make fun of? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since I was 12. So you're saying I'm their gay baby? Yeah, you're their gay baby. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. I knew it. (laughs) So, My Two Dads. Was a great show. Gomer Pyle and that guy from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you never had to learn his name because you just called him Dad growing up, right? <laughs> Dad, uh, why does everyone call you Gomer Pyle? <laughs> well, it's my name. <laughs> yep. Oh my You're God. not my dad anymore. <laughs> this should tell you guys a lot about me. <laughs> so, wow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. All right, you um. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, no. Casby, <laughs> let's hear. I, I just, I really want to hear you say it. What were you right about this week? I mean, I know what you were right about. The internet needs to know. Oh, it's you're just, you're always right. How, no, 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 no. Well, Tom it was Martell, so super well, Tom Martell, well, Tom Martell wanted to play it at Worlds, and I think we brought it up that time when I was like, probably Christine Talisman is the nuts. Everyone should be playing Christine sure, Talisman sure, in sure, Control. Sure. And then it just took Tom Martell talking about it on Channel Fireball, apparently, and Jerry T brewing a five color control deck that was awful. Both yeah. those decks were actually just like, awful. how do you play just five terrible. color control and then play a colorless mana accelerant? Like, I don't know. That's Jerry T. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did really well with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, wait. Wow. <laughs> wait a minute, no. top eighted, right? No, oh, no, no. no. Oh, oh, top Wait a minute, has 32? anyone ever top eighted with that? Mm. Oh, no. I think they put but on... But the closest J- thing we got is Pat Chapin. He reeled it back. He reined it back in. He reeled it back in. He He's like, all right, this... Whatever. Other stuff. Bricks is control. They, they did that... The first day they released it, they did put one guy in top 16 at least. Thank God. Otherwise, we just... We just shit on Jerry T for the rest of his life. By the way, who went 11 and 1? He I think he went 11 and 0, 11 and 1 and then did not top 8 at GP Orlando. Who? Jerry T. Well, did you see all the good players in the top 8? Uh There were a lot of exceptional there were players some, in I mean, there. There was also some people I didn't recognize. Sure, but so I mean those that's, guys had that's kinda I think they were, Chasby was making a joke. Yeah, but those guys had mono red, so I mean you can't you just, like you can't get past that guy. Maybe it was mono red in Orlando. <laughs> there was no there was some like Cuban looking dude. No, I'm pretty I, sure he jumped the jumped the river. Mono red in top eight. Mm-mm. Oh. All there right. Well there I just was a lot of Delvers okay. and then there was Chapin and I just assumed oh, he was man. mono red. I mean, there's some guy playing a human's deck too. I mean, he's so, like some donkey uh, you've never seen before. You assume they're on mono red, right? I think I just need to. <laughs> I just need to make this uh, comment every week. Ochoa top eights and gets bounced again, right? Yeah, well, he's bad. No, he's great. I mean, he's amazing look. for top eighting that many in a row. I don't know. I feel bad for okay. him. Okay, he's pretty good. I feel like he just doesn't have the fire that Connolly has. Uh-huh. See, I or doubt the that guy. That Chapin had. I doubt that guy has an ounce of passion in his whole body. But I don't know. My heart goes out to Matt Ferrando as well. Somewhere <laughs> underneath some sandwich. <laughs> wow, a giant baby. I, I love Connolly Woods. He's just like <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know Connolly Woods. I want to cuddle with Conley Woods, a giant baby. See, Conley never made the mistake that Brad did. Like Brad grew out the beard, and then all his power went away. Conley probably has a patchy beard. I don't think Conley can grow a beard, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like me. He's just got yeah. patches. Saying like Brad Nelson fucked up. That's 
what Brad I'm saying. Nelson. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, I mean, he grew out that. Yeah, he fucked up he, by leaving Channel Fireball. Well, yeah, but <laughs> like, hey, I left Channel Fireball. Guess what? Now I'm Suck. nobody. Yeah, grew, grew out that stupid ass beard, and then won a GP, and then you know left Channel Fireball, and now he just has a stupid beard. I was so, watching Tom Martell. The, <laughs> other, the other chubby guy on Channel Fireball took over as a yeah. Player. There's only there's only room for one. Yeah. LSV had to lose a lot of weight, so Conley could expand. LSV has lost a lot of weight. Uh, he's been on the. I think Todd Creel's little rant on him just got him motivated. That must have been it. Yeah, or it could be the fact that I think Connolly put out a body mass index challenge for five hundred bucks for a year, and then he just chose yeah. to lose it. But yeah, well, no, he I made think... it all up with his with his magic winning. So there you that, go. No, see, that was his strategy. He had to get all the other guys out of the way by getting them into the gym, and he just spent all his time practicing magic cards. Yeah, obviously, that's what he did, right? I mean, that Connolly's a smart motherfucker. You holy what a holy shit, evil genius! Holy shit, he just see, convinced everybody on no, his team no, to no. go to the gym, and then that he just spent all though. that time playing magic cards. See, that can't be it though, because if he was an evil genius, he'd be able to grow a, a goatee, and we already established that he cannot grow a beard. So, <sighs> yeah. Um, I was watching Tom Martell's feed the other day, and some a bunch of people on the feed were like ripping into Brad Nelson, just like, what. A terrible joke he is blah 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 and tom like reads this as he's drafting and he's like just so you guys know brad's still a good player he just doesn't really have access to a good group and oh well he should he should come on to our podcast right he should he should should come hang out with us and we'll we'll set him straight (laughs) yeah we got another microphone yeah hey i mean i'm obviously better than brad nelson i beat him yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because you just because he happen. just because he like takes a lot of bad beats doesn't mean doesn't mean that you know, he, like I I would I would bring him onto my team. I mean, see, but Casby, when you resolve is... every threat in your deck, and I just dispatch it, and I have no he scooped with I had no win condition on the board. Yep. Well, <laughs> see, but you're the luckiest piece of shit alive, according Thank to him. You. So, no, not lucky. I thought he was saying shit like that. No, to he you. said I punted. Oh, punted. No. But For those of you not in the know, I'm beating everyone that's not no, at the it's table like, it's like, and no, listening no, on the like, internet. We told the story already. Yeah, it's not we told the story when it happened. Chris Casby played uh, Brad Nelson at a gunslinging event at some stupid. Open I mean, it's a, that's whatever. Here. He's a much better player. I mean, he should probably be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he whined about it. That's the other yeah, thing I was yeah, giving yeah, him yeah. shit for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a big baby. That's fine. Oh, he's not a cute big baby. Not as big a baby as Connolly. Connolly's a big cute baby. Uh, Brad Nelson is just kind of a bear. You can't you can't really cuddle with a All baby. Right. So we've we've danced around it enough. Conley Woods took down Grand Prix Orlando with Jun- Wolf Run Jund. Mm-hmm. Sick man, come on, sick. No, it's just like I'm I'm upset that it's a like a Wolf Run deck still because this is just a ramp deck that happens to have those. It has an Inkmon Nexus and a Kessig, and there was you know, a like, deck that those, did well. Those are in, it was in one of the Japanese Grand Prix <sighs> a while ago. Within the past six months. Anyway, like... But it was the same concept. It was just like ramp, ramp, ramp. It was like it was playing Rampant Growth, Sphere of the Suns, Solemn Simulacrums into Grave Titan and uh, Primeval Titan. Like, these decks are looking more and more like ramp decks that just play a Titan and try to kill you with it. And then if they can't kill you with their big resolve threat, they're going to kill you with an Ink Moth Nexus. But and they go threat dense so that they have lots and lots of threats to kill you with. That's that's what they look like to me. Okay. They're just ramp decks that happen to still be called the Wolf Run decks. We're just getting into semantics here. Well, I'm saying the the original decks, the ones that were happening at the beginning of the season, were straight up red green and were using, uh, like they they were trying as hard as possible to get Primeval Titan into play. This deck uh, does, this deck doesn't even have Green Sun Zenith. Yeah, but yeah, it does. It has two. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's oh, just it, right. it's just not its central focus. Well, and the, I think it would have all four, except it's got Grave Titans. It's got four Grave Titan. It's got four Grave Titan, four Primeval Titan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like that's a ramp deck at that point when you're playing eight Titans. Sure, but it's got the alternate. The Plan B is it's it's evolved. It it has a better Plan A, and the Plan B was. I don't know. Okay, so this is what I've been saying forever: is the reason that the uh, Worm Coil Engine was the best thing you could play as a one of in the original Wolfron deck is because it has Death Touch, so you can make it trample and it just slams them for so much more. And the fact that you have four of those now, yeah, Grave Titan is makes huge. Grave Titan so, still has Death Touch. So tell yeah. me that well, it's the really reason, the reason people are playing Grave Titan is because it passes the Vapor Snack test. Okay. Which is the new current test. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Worm Coil is pretty awful when you're like, all in, and they're just like, bink, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that six yeah. life. Shit. I mean, Primeval Titan's cute when you're going to get Glimmer Post. When you're going to get Phyrexia's Cores to combo up with your Worm Coil engine, it's not as cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I gotta say, <laughs> it's somewhat cute. It's pretty cute. <laughs> That's like the Ultra it's Tech. Awful. Uh, I mean, you're playing a Phyrexia's Core in your deck, so. Yeah. But uh, nuts. okay, so what we haven't covered is uh, the way the cute, the actual cute shit that he was doing, which was Glissa. He had one Glissa in the whole deck, right? With two Zenas. Yeah. All right. He had two Zenas to get. I this guess it Glissa, does. I guess it does get it. Yeah. And he's also got uh, Ratchet Bombs in his deck to combo. And I, the only thing, okay, when we when we were watching the games play out, we hadn't seen the, the deck list. We just jumped right into GG's Live on the way back from uh, this event we judged. Uh, I judged. Um, I, someone said, Pleer, the, who's a friend of ours, actually said uh, what he's probably doing is the Heartless Summoning combo. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, you know, like Perilous Mirror Machine Gun. And I'm like, okay, well, I get how that works, but... I mean that's way too cute for to have made like like the top end of Orlando like that can't be it. But then I find out that it's just we were talking about like what can we do? My my initial thought was, you know, Nile Spellbomb is probably fucking insane right now cuz it wipes Rune Chanter's pikes, it wipes the entire Grixis deck, it wipes uh any kind of solar flare that's still hanging around. I I know there's not a whole bunch, but but uh, but it's really Ratchet Bomb, and it's Ratchet Bomb because it takes care of uh, Invisible Stalker. It takes care of all the flipped Delvers. It takes care of all the tokens, and that's what he wants to do. Just every time a creature dies, he gets his Ratchet Bomb back. It's like here's this Glissa, suck it. I think it's pretty cool. It's a thing you can do. It, we haven't seen it be good yet. A lot like it there, was there, good. There have been a lot of decks that have tried to put this together and. It kind of feel. It was a minor toolbox in his deck, but the fact yeah. that he could use it and probably used it plenty of times. That's that's really where I'm going here. Is that like I've seen this combo try to be shoehorned into a lot of decks, and it, it's always been okay. And again, well, it, it still just feels been, okay. Ratchet Bomb's never been as nuts as it is right now. Ratchet Bomb yeah. is literally just a day judgment in right now, that, right? And it's a day judgment that you get back for free. But do, like yeah. it's a one sided day that you're just. Like, but do you do you really you. do you really need to do that? Yes. Do you really need to go through all these extra steps to get your Ratchet Bomb back again? I don't know. Have you ever lost to a bunch of Moreland Haunt tokens? Also, the fact that Whip Flare is the new tech. <laughs> Whip Flare is the new tech. And it doesn't kill uh, Glissa. 
where because Slagstorm was a step too slow for these decks. It's insane. I'm like I'm not saying Ratchet Bomb is bad right now. I'm saying that this seems like a very specific inclusion to beat the absolute current metagame. It was a metagame bombshell, though. Ratchet I'm just saying, good. don't like, don't get your hopes up too much. Like, don't blow this out of proportion. No, like, no, it I, seems like very, very targeted. No, no, you, card. Know, what, I mean, you know what that's, that does? That's what rogue decks do. They target a metagame and then they just explode. But it's actually good enough. Like, looking at the deck, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the same thing you are when you hear Glissa the Traitor. It's like maybe not Caspi, but it's like. <laughs> Stone nuts, yeah, right. Gorgeous <laughs> elf zombie, exactly. No, I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of wanky. It's kind of wonky. That's my initial impression. Is from straight where details coming from. But then, like, you just look at the fact that it actually does just wreck the meta game. And I get it. It's two one ofs, but it's all. It's also she's also pretty just nuts. Like she's just as a, a straight three first first striking death stuff. toucher. Yeah, I mean she kills a lot of stuff. She kills anything. Amazing. I don't she know. probably just kills like a one-one spirit token. Does that thing have first, does that thing have first strike? Yeah. Oh wow, that's really good. It it can kill anything, especially post board, because post board people bring in ancient grudges against you, and it, you, even if you just get your sphere of the sun's back, talk about value. I will say, like, uh, not to reiterate your point, but to reiterate your point, uh, Kessig Wolfron and Death Touch creatures, yeah, just punch through a ton of damage. Yeah, and. That's plus one death touch creature. So also, like, yep, and it's a, a first striking death touch creature. <laughs> also, just having a wolf run with a board full of creatures. Yeah, <laughs> also quite good. I don't know, but the thing is, wolf run doesn't actually do that all that often. It doesn't like load up because I mean, people have a lot of kill spells and bounce spells and shit these days. So I mean, um, right, so whatever. they're gonna run out eventually. Do you have his sure. list, <laughs> Chris? But Chris do you gonna... have his list somewhere? I'm going to go grab it. The fact that you're going to run out eventually doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to be able to have all the creatures on the board. It means that you've spent a lot of removal and he's spent a lot of his time in creatures. No, no, no. The thing about Grave Titan is he comes comes in with dudes. I got you. I got you. I don't know. Always Always looked to me like everyone else's board was so much more cluttered. And anytime Wolf Run plays, it's like, here's my one up, dude. But whatever. So, right, unless it's a grave titan. Even if it's a grave <laughs> titan, it's like, oh, here's all these guys. I don't know. Even if it's a grave titan, it just looks like they're so overwhelmed. But, um, what else? I mean, I think it was cute that this was like the the rogue GP. Like, I think it's like a good indication of how wide open our metagame is because Connolly, you know. As known as kind of like the the guru of of rogues, right? Uh, he won second place was Chapin, like who, the innovator, the innovator who yeah. was innovating for yeah. the long after the longest time of not having innovated. So he was playing, you know, his Grixis brew with you know tweaked card choices, rocking a one of Soren Markov. Heck yeah! Um, which I was listening to our cast from last week, just like um, the, to make sure DCL edited it right, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, you were like. You did set up the effect of like Soren Markov. Yeah. And I made fun of you, and I was like, Soren Markov, yeah, cost six. Cost six. Just play Soren's thirst two, yeah. And but, I was uh, like, but think about all of the times you can play Soren's thirst for six. <laughs> <laughs> I think Soren's thirst every turn is pretty. It's good. amazing, right? Yeah. That's why I was excited. But uh, oh, do we get a Burroughs was right segment once for once ever? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listened to last week's cast. Suck it. 
right. So um, I do have like uh, I didn't I didn't know your ex girlfriend listened to our podcast. Oh no, she 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 put on uh she was trolling us like everyone does every week on our facebook page no no, no. she put ponies on there ponies right 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 and then and i then, told her to listen to it because okay. we talked about ponies and she definitely quoted me saying sometimes you gotta whack a hoe. sometimes you gotta whack a hoe which was pretty hilarious just like <laughs> what she listens to the yeah yeah oh, oh so um as an actual point as uh just finishing up our topic uh i think that this i think that even though Conley's deck was targeted to attack this metagame, the fact that it is actually pl- it technically is playable outside of that tournament makes it so that I think it actually just broke the metagame open so that a new metagame needs to emerge. Too bad it was on the last week of the metagame. I mean, we have... I mean, it's the last relevant tournament, basically. Yeah. Right. Like, we're going to have a couple of opens before then, but, like, uh, as we? far as, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, DC is this weekend, and okay. there's probably one somewhere next weekend. So there like, always is. I don't think there is. I don't think they. Oh, it's because of the pre-release. There's a pre-release yeah, yeah, that yeah. weekend. They're not going to be dumb enough to put anything on yeah. that weekend. So Brewers, if you're listening, this is your week. Break it open. Follow Connolly's lead, or maybe just play his deck. It's rogue enough. Just mm. pick out your favorite rare and build a deck around it. Yeah, and then play it. I actually... and then get your ass handed to you, and then be like, "That's not good enough." And they'll go find another rare and make a deck around it. Right. And then get your ass handed to you for a while, and then get rid of it. But don't... eventually, you're gonna find a card that you like and does well. Right. And you're gonna be like, "Holy shit!" There's this interaction with the metagame. This is why it's the nuts. I mean, I accidentally picked um, Guardian's Pledge as my first favorite card of the format, and then later on, I moved to uh, Splinter Fright and Bone Horde, and uh, I'm just, I got my dreams crushed, guys. Just saying, like yeah. I tried real hard. You tried to make them work. I tried real hard, and I mean, I think Bone Horde's nuts. Uh, Bone Horde is really I mean, good. We added Swiftfoot Boots to the Green Blue deck, and it was mm, better, but still bad. (laughs) Tolerable, you know. (laughs) Like I don't like. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the decks we're talking about right now, like this Conley Jun deck or Chapin's thing or any deck that was in that top eight. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think I could ever beat those decks. (laughs) I mean, like this deck is fun for F and M or the casual. You can't beat those decks. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could never beat a deck that has four Grave Titans in it. Why? My guys have to win on the ground. Oh, like, I don't, I don't do, even all have, you have to do is play uh, postmortem lunch. Woohoo! It, I mean, my guy's still no. <laughs> just just like, are you listening to yourself? No. <laughs> like I have to go on the alternate plan with lab maniacs and curse of death hole. Yeah, you just play with postmortem lunch. I've won some games with lab maniac in in constructed. By the way, guys, just letting you know. No, you've won. Just, a, you won a game. With I mean, Lab Maniac. Oh. All right. I've won a singular game with Lab Maniac. The sum of his games that he has won is exactly one. In Constructed. And it was... It was they never saw it coming. Except, <laughs> except they did, because it took like 10 turns. But um, I won. I did. I got there. But they didn't see them losing to it. That's Remember, a, they, they didn't see that Yeah, coming. like you, was, play, you play some shitty Grey Ogre, and they're like... Whatever. I was playing I mean, on Modo. really? I was playing on Modo, and my opponent had... Uh, he was trying to mill me out with Jace's Erasure and uh, Consecrated Sphinx. And I set up a bunch of, like, he had a million triggers on the stack for, like, you know, like, Consecrated yeah, Sphinx yeah, and yeah. Jace's Erasure. And I had a Jace's Archivist, one of his Jace's Archivists, under a Mimic Vat. Okay. So I actually ended up timing it right that I just won. 
Because he had a million cards in his hand and he still yeah. had triggers left before him to resolve the, the mill. Because yeah. he stacked his triggers wrong. Yeah. And I was just like, Bip, there you go. And I was like, Archivist, suck it. Win. <laughs> Jace's Archivist, man. Pitch 20, draw 20. You can't, I win. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Jace's Archivist in play, but. <laughs> Let alone under a mimic bet. That is awesome. I, I mean, I was, I was using Swiftfoot boots to give it haste. Well, I mean, something like so. that. That is. It was. As, you gotta swing for two. Right it, was now. As, it was as bad. As, it was as bad as it sounds. I'm just saying. It was, it was pretty oh, bad. you know what we got? What was that? Goblin Berserker four for a two two haste. Slash Panther. I don't know. Is that no? no it's a four two. Four for a two two haste. It was called like Goblin Berserker or something. That's like an old card. Huh. Oh, I mean, like we have Slash Panther nowadays, and it's still not good. So it's, that fucker seems legacy. To me. We cut the legs off of our pants. We wash you into the ocean. Sit back and wait through the daylight. Sit back and wait through the daylight. Sit on I, I can just be the guy that was throwing up, and you guys can all cover for me. Gonna... I appreciate the things you guys do for me. That's it's okay. important. Oh, to me. by the way, there will be another Scrubland. Drafting with Scrubland. Drafting with Scrubland. Yeah. yeah. Invitation. So, yeah, we should announce this specifically. Oh, my specifically. God. What are you talking There is a dra- Drafting with Scrubland series this year, again. Oh, my God. No. Yep. And uh, the... D-Sale almost died last year. Holy shit. It was a fantastic time. And we really encourage anyone who's interested in the Richmond area to come out to these events. We'll start announcing them when we actually get them scheduled. Um, I'm going to be honest. I... Almost died at the last event well, that we did this. Well, that the sale is what we much. like to call a lush. a princess. A princess. I drank an entire <laughs> bottle of Malibu. Um, and right, like a was, princess. Yep. I mean, like it was really tasty. Like, Who drinks like coconut rum anyway. <laughs> princess. Princess. I don't know, man. Like I had, I, I, Do you I drink princess. Peach? Look, have you ever had coconut rum with <laughs> a with some grapefruit juice? <laughs> And a splash of Midori melon? Because if you haven't, you have not lived. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Jesus. I prefer cranberry pineapple I know in Malibu. You do. But that's not the point. Like, I, I ended up drinking an entire bottle of Malibu that night. And apparently, like, I don't remember. Like, you know, like, at some point you're playing Magic and you don't remember anymore. Cause I remember at some point when I'm deep. drinking bottles of liquor that I and don't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like, apparently, uh, me and John Davis played the most amazing game. It was the most amazing epic. finals that anyone has ever seen, and they made us play it to five. Yeah. And I believe I lost one to three, but... You did. Uh... But the, uh, I, just he apparently you... it was the most amazing games of Magic anyone's ever seen. He beat you all three times with the same trick, and you kept being like, <laughs> "All right, man, you can't have it this time. You can't have it this time." And then he'd be like, "Cross and crowd scraper, <laughs> just wreck you." <laughs> but, but like, I kept, okay, well, the, you know, you heard that story, right? Should I tell it on the cast? No, we got that. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I kept trying to play around a willbender, and it was always a closing crossing cloud scraper, except for the one time where I was like. Fuck that. That's the Crows and Cloud Scraper. And I played like a Griffin guide and he Willbendered it onto his own thing. Yep. That happened to be a Crows and Cloud Scraper. <laughs> and then he flipped it over and he was like, Take fifteen of the year <laughs> And yeah, I died I died to that one too. So, oh, yeah, so make your own Ember call. It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I loved everything about that night. It was amazing.
had a pretty sweet deck too, right? Pat Chapin was rocking his Grixis deck. Um, um, and this is like not the totally shitty five color Grixis no, monstrosity we've seen before. It is. Oh. Okay, but it's got pristine. Uh, he upped it, his Shimmering Grotto count to two. But it's got Pristine Talisman. <laughs> pristine it Talisman is. doesn't even make a color. It's true. But it gains you life. Uh, excuse me, it does actually make color when you filter it through Shimmering Grotto. That is true. And it gains your life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, it's still got four Desperate Ravings because he's got a boner for that card. Um, anyone um, who's ever played Desperate yeah. Ravings has a boner for that card. Have you ever played one? The, and how many people complain about <laughs> Desperate Ravings and they're like, oh, I got variants out too many times with it in playtesting. It's like, well, if you built your deck right, it would actually just benefit you every time. So suck it. Maybe you only Desperate Ravings when you don't lose anything. It kind of right. looks like he doesn't have. Kind of looks like Chape doesn't have any any win conditions. He's got a Soren, an Inferno Titan, two and Olivias, two Olivias, right? yeah. and a bought Batterskull. Yeah. All right. And Batterskull and two Snapcasters. I'm just saying, like he met Conley in the finals, and Conley had doesn't he also probably have a- double the end game threats. That this deck does well. That's so, I mean. I mean. I think a little bit of that is Grixis mitigated. Control. Yeah. Sure, but not I, Grixis aggro. I'm not just, Grixis ram. <laughs> like he went as Weissman as he could with it. I understand. I'm not surprised that he had difficulty fighting Conley's deck that overloaded on threats. And I'm kind of curious how he beat the aggro decks to begin with. Like is Soren Markov really He's that playing good? Whip Flare's main deck. He's got two whip flares in his main deck and two ratchet bombs main deck. I mean, like it, he can get to the end game. Yeah. Also, I'm just, right. I'm well, just that's curious. How he beats the <laughs> and most of it is most also of, he has a lot of one for ones. Most of the threat density of his opponent's decks because he's going to a grand prix. He's going to think that a lot of people are going to make incredibly threat dense decks, so they just draw well. And uh, life's finale actually mit- like fucking mitigates. It's just like sometimes just rapes that shit. Uh, it's one life's finale in the board. Uh, okay. It. Well, he sure as shit I brought mean, it's it in the, it's all there. the time, I'm sure. It's there, it happens. I'm sure he brought and it in all the time. I'm sure, I also, know he doesn't want it in every match. In this type of deck, Black Sun Zenith is actually just the nuts because it is it guarantees you multiple day effects. Right. Black Sun has, he has got one Black Sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, Con- sh- Con- he digs played so hard. Have you ever played this? Have you ever shuffled this up? I shuffled oh, up Eric I mean, Brown's once. And okay. it's yeah. just, you draw your entire deck. Yeah. You draw you really do. so many cards. Okay. I mean, like drawing a lot of cards is super good, and like Curse of Deathhold is really good. Olivia Voldaren beats all of the illusions, like Phantom, all the illusions like and Phantom all Image, the Phantom Bear, all that stuff. It beats all the illusions and it beats all the Titans. How do like how much mana does it cost to kill a thing with Olivia? It costs one in a red to do a damage to it, and turn it into a vampire. It costs and five, five and two black, it. or two, uh, three and two black to yeah. steal. It. So seven mana to to get a Titan. All right. Yeah, that's why it was the best. You don't necessarily have to do it the same turn. Oh, because you can do it at the end of turn, make it a zombie, make it a vampire, and then oh, because it's a permanent effect. Yeah, is that it makes it a vampire, and then her ability is five mana, gain control of target vampire until she loses play. Okay, I mean, like, that seems reasonable. It is. I I assume that's why Conley went towards Grave Titans. Grave Titan is again. This giant threat that like leaves behind other stuff that you know is still good. So you do have to ping something else with Olivia though, because unlike uh, some people think, where you can just pay two red mana and make her an infinite sized creature, (laughs) ah, that would be too broken. Do what you do, just hit herself. Oh yeah, she can't hit herself and just grow. (laughs) That'd be so cool though. (laughs) 
I don't know. A lot of people think that's how it works. She doesn't actually suck her own blood. It'd be like just she a fungusaur. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh. Now you're talking my language. I, can we just go to spoilers? Can we talk about spoilers? Fine. I want to talk about Voropede. Yeah, I know. I don't think this card's actually that amazing. Okay. Uh, apparently, it, Chris Burroughs has other things to say. It, can we, it can seems we, fine. Can we draw the parallels Wait to... We can't jump to spoilers yet. Why? Well, there's another standard event that happened. What standard event? Star City. Games. Star City, was it uh, LA? LA. LA, yeah. Okay, what happened? Yeah, there was uh, red decks in that, I believe. Uh, a fucking red deck wins won the tournament. Yep. Yeah, it was and there really, was two in the top eight. It was really bizarre. Yep. Like, I thought Red Deck Wind was dead. Like, seriously, I thought that deck was just dead. What, Dex, because of... Deck is never dead. Invisible Stalker? No, just because I just didn't think that... I mean, I guess it's fine when you're trying to race those decks, but mm-hmm. it's just like... I don't know. I guess I just felt like the control decks just beat it well enough, and... I don't know. I don't know. The control decks have kind of shifted to the point where they're spending a lot of time drawing cards now. I don't know. But and, they're still playing timely reinforcements. That deck can't beat a timely reinforcement. I tend to disagree. I played I played a fair amount of red deck wins now and I think that it is absolutely beatable. In fact, the red deck wins is beatable. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm no, surprised no, no, no. that it's No, no, no. The timely reinforcements is beatable. Oh, right. You could beat that if they just play timely reinforcements. If they play the rest of their deck too, you can't kill it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am in a different if camp. Play I think is, it's. I think your draw has to be kind of good. Play is Do you know if there was like reinforcements into mm, one quill engine? Okay, hey Chris, <laughs> you, you know that um, this, this the the red deck that won SCGLA was, was playing us. It had hero of oxid ridges in it. Yeah, two like a t- two heroes. Yep. Right. Which like it's a card we haven't seen in a long time. Well, hero does a go answer. a long way to beat that. Time of reinforcement. I mean, and, and like most, most of like time. the token decks, <laughs> the token decks that are just playing a bunch of spirits and like it's like Midnight Haunting and Rune Chanter's Pike. I guess if it's Rune Chanter's Pike, you can still block. But I mean, you're you're building this this like no it can't block you bu- because you bu- he was playing a one of Sword of Ward piece. You build a really mediocre army and then you play a hero and kill them with it. Like Hero of Oxid Ridge didn't get bad. No, and it, like he might be the answer that red decks are looking for <coughs> in the format right now. I don't think so. I think really? it's definitely it goes in a world full of vapor snags. I don't particularly like. Them. Well, that's why there's only two instead of four. <laughs> I don't know. There, it's a it's a world apart from what we saw at the beginning of the format. But I think it's still it's not dead. I don't think at all. It's okay. It. I. Well, how about we uh, we stop here though a little bit? You want to smoke? Yeah. Okay, all right, let's we're stop gonna, here for a little bit. We can take a little break. All right, we're going to go on a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about spoilers. We're going to work it up. Let's see in a minute. You know, you, yeah. know, you know what we're talking about. All that the content that got edited out. You know. What? You're not editing that. Oh, it's uh, it's gone, brother. It's Sorry. Gone. There was a musical interlude that they're never going to hear Kate, about. I went on like a five-minute tirade about how gorgeous your girlfriend is, and they're going to edit it. Jesus. Yep. It's over. It's all right. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're gonna talk about a, a restless spirit instead. Or restless spirit? No, it's lingering souls. Lingering souls. 
I didn't get either of the words right. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I said wrestler spirits when I was thinking about it, too. Cool. But I, it's, uh, it's, a, two, it's a midnight it's a new haunting. Midnight haunting, but sorcery speeds, those two in a white, from two, two flying spirits. But this is the real kicker is that it doesn't have kicker. It has flashback for one in a black. So it's like having 12 midnight hauntings in your deck. <laughs> They're just pushing black white tokens so hard, right? It, it feels like. It, like, I want to put Micaeus, the new unholy Micaeus in this deck and be like, totally sweet, except it doesn't bring my spirits back. <laughs> That's fine. Like, it, it feels like, insta- like this doesn't change the draft format at all, but it does change constructed to a great degree because now you can have eight, three mana, two spirit effects. And then about, you can change. flash it back again. It doesn't change draft. Because you don't get an extra pack. You just get a different pack. Right. You get and, an uncommon and a smaller set. Right. Sure. So like, it changes it slightly. But, I mean, like for the most part, like you're you're probably not going to see this any more than you do Midnight Hauntings. Uh, check out Sealed. This is going to be ridiculous. I mean, like, sure. Like, in Sealed, you get three and three. So maybe you'll see more there. But, like, I yeah. mean, the, the fact that it exists is really cool it doesn't change the frequency you're going to see them all that much but it's, it's not even limited that i'm thinking about like i just see this being a deck in the future like in in constructed yeah constructed. I, well i mean like people are flipping out about you know soren lord of innistrad because it gives you this emblem that that makes all your things plus one plus zero and i mean even if you don't use him for the one one vampire lifelink you can use him for the other ability and because I mean, in Soviet Dark Ascension, spirits exercise you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, I, is is the emblem that we've seen spoiled? Is that real? Mm-hmm. The there there is a token emblem with like Soren artwork that is an emblem that was Inkwell Looter. Like, He's like my okay. Fa- okay, Inkwell so that's, Looter that's, is my favorite, uh, like magic art blog. Yeah, you and everybody else. No, the emblem is real. Is the emblem real? <clears throat> it's got Soren, the picture of Soren from the the Planeswalker card. Oh, in a Planeswalker symbol, and says creatures get plus. See, plus also two. the thing where it's okay. I missed that. Sorry, uh, there was also one that Inkwell Looter made. So sorry, but I mean, because like it kind of looked like a Photoshop job that wasn't really that great. Gotcha. And I'm a little di- like I'm a little disappointed, mostly because they use the same artwork from pictures Soren. of Soren the, as well, the emblem. They used the same picture from the Planeswalker art on the emblem and just made it like an emblem token. Yeah, which is fine. Like it adds some consistency, but I still kind of wish they could have done something a little art? bit different. Full art Soren? No, it's like it's like a weirder like it's Planeswalker-ish got the Planeswalker symbol background okay. thing. The it's just like an artifact creature kind of background, okay. like a mirror. Yeah. Except it's like a the claw, like the planeswalker, yeah, the planeswalker claw, and it's it looks, got him kind of coming out. That's it, pretty sweet. It looks kind of weird. I'm glad that uh, I I called it, and I'm just I'm gonna revel in that. I don't normally get to do that. No, but, no, no, no. Like I called it. They needed to make that exist. Uh, and okay. I'm glad that it exists. I think it looks like shit, but I I'm glad that it even exists at all. I mean, if they were willing to make poison counters for Phyrexia, I feel like they if they're gonna start making emblems. And they're going to start making them more often. They need to make a way to represent them. Absolutely. Better than... I've seen Chris Burroughs take a full-size sheet of paper, draw a giant thumbs up on it, and then write, you got a cough token, and like slam it down on a table. I sure did. A full Uh, 8x11 sheet of paper. This is my emblem. (laughs) I kept it in my back pocket for the rest of the day, too. Um, Which which was just... It was cute, but I mean... 
uh, that was the lengths we were going to to represent emblems. Yeah. I mean, because it should feel that epic. They right. can slam a full slam. size piece of paper on the table. Um, which I mean, it dwarfs the whole playing field at that point. <laughs> and you know, yeah. you just you, you got to put all your mountains on top of it so they really know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you spin them every time you tap them. You're yep. just dying. Bzzz. Uh, I've died to too many cop tokens, cop emblems, cop tokens. And it's so sad. It's so sad that you die to a cop emblem and you don't even get like. What? What is sad like, about it? I'm, I'm, it's sad because they don't have a representation. Oh, because they don't have it. Because like, oh. like it's just like they're tapping their mountains and dealing you damage, but it's like there's no there's no thing that shows you that you're dying. Right. It's just like I'm doing this, and you understand that they're doing it, but you feel bad because I don't know. they're still killing you. No. I don't know. I've, it does. It doesn't feel bad. It feels bad. At all. It feels bad to me. I mean... Maybe because I die to it too much. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's got to be it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me see. Cop is still legal. Nobody plays that card. Casby mm. Keys want to play Chandra the Firebrand. Chandra really effing good in this format. Wolf. Like, I mean, it is. I mean, if you make the right deck around it, think about all the fucking X ones in this format. Mm. Think about. I mean, it. It, it gets to beat a lot of the illusions. Dream the same way. about it. I mean, he also tried to convince me that Fallen Pharomancer was a good card. So, uh, I mean, it's he as Casby was telling me earlier tonight. Uh, he's like the only pinger. Other than Vidalcan Alchemist, which doesn't really count. Got to temper my expectations there. Hmm? How you doing? Hey. He's here. He's listening. He's we'll hanging out. Cards. Um, cards make me happy. Kesby, do you have any uh, spoilers that you're excited about? Um, <clears throat> The new ones. Hellvault. Yeah? It's cool. The three mana legendary artifact that's basically a really big safe haven. Uh, um, it's it a can safe be haven used that except exiles your opponent's creatures for seven. I mean, I mean, at that point, don't you just play Spine of Ishtar? Well, like if you want to, if you want to do the tricks that you can do with Hellvault, don't you just play no, Spine of Ishtar? Because I mean, I have more mana for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Casby did Spine of, the Spine of Ishtar thing, and this is actually just better Spine of Ishtar right now. Um. It's different, Spine of Ish, so I wouldn't it's, call it better. It's something for you to do with your mana in the end step. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's perfectly good. That's a good... And there's very... Uh, that it, it weirds me out because we don't hit seven mana a whole bunch. I mean, people do play Karn, but it is a one-of, etc. I don't know. What are, What else are we excited about? Uh... This thing Vorapede, people Vorapede. seem to be real excited. Like, they gave it to Evan Jeez. Irwin, so you know it's going to be real good, right? Well, that's the thing, is I was at a little... This okay, thing... everything that Evan Irwin has gotten has not actually been super great. I mean, like, but he, he gets the fatties. Like, he got the Thornling, and he got the other thing. So tell me the stats of this thing. The stat It's a 5-4 Vigilance Trample for 2 and 3 green, and it has Undying. So it, it, the instant comparison that you have is to Weather Sea Tree Folk, which actually kind of did really well in a format a, a long time ago. So obviously, back when creatures sucked, this this Weather Sea Tree Folk was great. But I think that this card actually has legs because I mean it's either a plant as a skill tester because I mean there are skill testers in a whole bunch of sets. It's either a plant as a skill tester to be like well, kind of like Thornling. Uh, it looks really good on paper, and then only is good for a little while, if that. Thornling was very good. Uh, it was very good. I did win states with it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. 
That being said, it was good for that tournament. I don't know how many other tournaments it actually did well. At. So, um, this card seems overblown to me. And, and I'm not just saying that because I hate every new card. Right. It actually feels like it doesn't have a place. I mean, like, maybe in some kind of Dungrove Elder deck, it can, you know, be an additional threat. But as long as people are playing Titans... Titans, I know, I know. I mean, I know. it just it doesn't seem like this card is super relevant. That doesn't mean it doesn't have a place in the future. I mean, they can block once <laughs> with their Titans. Uh, and then block again. No, because Titans never sit there on defense. <laughs> I need to check my layers... But I kind of want to play this or any undying creature with Black Sun Zenith. I need to check my layers on that and see if that works. Because once what? it's undying, like once it's dead, because the interaction with minus one, minus one counters and plus one, plus one counters. It'll uh, work. It'll probably work, right? Work. That's what I think You mean is. if you Black Sun away your undying your creature? Your undying creature, it'll come, come back, back again, right? No. I think they will, because the the interaction between minus one, minus one, and plus one, plus one counters, the way it works they is negate they negate each oh, other. Oh, because, it I'm sorry. It takes the plus one, plus one off. I was thinking about persist. If it had persist, and it dies to a black sun zenith, it does not come back. Oh, absolutely. Because it died to minus one, minus one counters, last known information is that it had a counter on it. Right. This ability checks if it has a plus one, plus one counter, so therefore... It will not. It will not, and you can wrath it away. And it'll just come back. And it'll come back, and it'll come back... With the plus one plus one counter, and again. doesn't that just again. sound like the rock to you? Plus, it is only, a six five, and it does fight only, Titans when it comes back. But isn't there only uh, Black Sun Zenith? Like that's the only interaction we really have for minus one, one. one counters. It's a pretty good one. Carnifex Demon. Like you have Carnifex Demon, you have uh, Trigon Corruption, about... you have uh, uh, the Proliferate Contagion Clasp. But I mean, I mean, honestly, that's really random. Like uh, <laughs> undying, then it just gets even bigger. That's I mean, pretty cool. Boom, boom. Uh, uh, can, can you guess verdict targeting yourself or is it only yes. opponents? Yeah, yeah, you can. Target. All right, so like you do that as a trick. You do that. You like you play it, and then you block with it, and then you gain the life from your own guy because you sacrifice it, and then oh, it comes back even does. bigger. I'm really confused about what happened. Tribute Hunger is one of the games. Oh, I'm sorry. Tribute Hunger. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But that's I, don't know, I don't know if Tribute Hunger works the same sorry. as Verdict. Though. I'm a dummy. Anyway. But those are the cards that we're really excited about. There aren't that many. Uh, I mean, they, there haven't been a whole bunch of new spoilers. There have been plenty. They just don't really seem amazing. worth talking about. Yeah. They are cards that you can play in your decks. And they're pretty self-explanatory. I feel like Mill gets to be even more of a thing than it was in Innistrad mm. with Dark Ascension. I mean, they're taking us they're taking a pack away, so they're going to give you more tools and cool things to do. But the tools that they give you are even cooler. What, like uh, Careful Study that draws you a card? Uh, how about the Mill card that gets to double Mill out of your graveyard when you flash it back? It's literally mil the Mill equivalent, equivalent of Fireball. And then when you flash it back for, mind you, the exact same cost as it is at the top of the card, it doubles it. So, I mean, that's yeah, really cool. It's a pretty big card. Plus, you are right that the Thought Scour, where you get to mill them for two and then draw a card, that's pretty strong. That's pretty, it, seems, it seems like a card you can play. Yeah. It, it, it's always the delicate balance when you're playing a mill deck of how many mill cards do you play versus how many creatures and how many kill spells and how many lands and and like if you find a mix that works for you then congratulations like you didn't mess it up 
but a lot of times when casual players try to build mill decks, they just jam as many mill type things into a deck as possible. And something what's this card called? Uh thought Thought Scour? Thought Scour? Is the Sure. Uh, like Thought Scour seems like the kind of card that actually helps somebody that just wants to jam as many of those cards into their deck as possible yeah. to do it. Because this one actually gets them an extra card to help mill their opponent out. Yeah. So like this is this seems more like an aggro mill card than a mill yourself card. I'll probably get proven wrong about that. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, like t- the Dream Twist was we, you go either way. I think this card goes either way as well. Sure. And I mean, this card seems worse than Dream Twist, but it's another card you can use. Uh, the fact and that it puts it replaces I th- I, it's, itself is it's just all so about, huge. It's all about finding the right mix yeah. of, of like what it is your deck wants to do and well, where the right mix is a bunch of random shit and as many bloody times as you can pick up. There you go. Uh, I think it's time for the beer of the week. It's time for the beer of the week. No, me digger, Oh crap! We are drinking the uh, Trapel from New Belgium ale. It is uh, brewed with coriander. It is a uh, gracefully complex with an alluring depth. There, who's to judge the complexity and I how am. graceful it is? I am. That's, that's why I'm here. Well, the alluring was actually right because it lured us to drink it. Uh, it's it is spiced with a trace of coriander, Chris Burrows. Uh, you didn't get any of this one, so no, I did sorry, not bro. tell me all about it. But um. It's got pictures of flowers all over the. Uh, tastes like pears, and orange. Over the front, Shut it up. tastes like oranges and pears. Except it actually, doesn't taste like any of that. It really tastes like hops like? and coriander. Okay. Um, I don't really know what coriander is, and but you can pick it. I, I kind of feel like I should explore this more. It's a flower. Uh, how do you do it make spices? Dang of sale. I don't know flowers. <laughs> Plants. Plants. So this is made with uh, coriander, which is uh, something that you didn't uh, quite pick up on last week, Chris Burrows. I did not. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it... I swear to God. Yeah, you know what? It tastes like whatever the fuck it I like say pears. it does. Mm, pears. Delicious pears. Mm. All right. So what does your beer actually taste like? Uh, this Trapel... Uh, I'm going to call it Trapel because it's spelled with an E-L. Yeah. And, How else would you say something like that? Uh, I don't know. Triple. Maybe that's how they spell triple in Belgium. Does, <laughs> does triple have two P's in it? Like, P- anyway? No. I think it only has one P, right? T-R-I-P-L-E. Yeah, so this has two P's and an E-L, which kind of says to me that it should be said triple. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say it that way because it sounds exotic. Yes. Right? So fancy. So that's it's kind of how it is, right? It is kind of a fancy beer. Um, it, it only came in the one size, and it was imported. So that's pretty sweet. You mean the pint size? I mean, it's pint. Yeah, but it yeah. only came in that size. See, there was no six pack there. That's <laughs> oh, a pint. Uh, it's a pint. I don't know. I don't know how many ounces are in a pint. Sixteen. Look, sizes suck. Every, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I mean, like you're asking me questions I don't know about. It says one pint on the bottle, so we're just gonna go with that. It's seven point eight percent. So, I mean, so you're a little toasty I'm, right now. I'm saying, like, I've been a little toasty all night, so... <laughs> I mean, all that all that stuff we had to cut. What is There's it? a reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what is your rating? And there how are, are we going to scale it? I don't know, man. There are, like... It, there are, like... I, I'm assuming that these are pictures of the coriander flower. Okay. On there? Well, there's not just ten flowers on here. 
every one of these flowers is a unique snowflake with tons of flowers on them. It's if you know me, you you know that I've never ever rated a beer out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. I mean, like maybe every time I maybe, but like one of these you, ridiculous rulings, he's just like you I'm always just ask go off me. The wall. You always ask me out of ten, and it's never out of ten, right? So. Uh, I once asked you how many Chinese people out of the population. Just go, <laughs> just go ahead and fill up time, and I'm going to count the number of flowers on here, and then I'll give it a okay. rating out of that. Okay. All right, hang on. All right, this is awful. So, uh, so you can find us at Scrubland Podcast uh, at gmail.com. Scrubland Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter at ScrublandCast. And if... 48. 48 is the number of flowers on this thing. So how many out of 48? No, it was kind of slow. I was trying to give Chris Burrow some time to do his thing. (laughs) Anyway, there are 48 flowers on this motherfucker. So I'm going to give it like... This beer was quite good. I'm going to give it like a 40 out of 48. Whoa. It's like really good. It's Dang. really good. Like I don't usually give beers like ratings that high, but it's like pretty strong. this one was this one was quite good. The Trapel by uh, New Belgium Brewing Company. Sweet pictures Ooh. on uh, whatever on social media things you happen to follow on us on. Or maybe we are doing pictures. I don't on know. Twitter. I don't even know how social media works, but that, I'll leave that to Chris Burrows. Um, I just are, take are I just take a picture each week. And um, are you twattering? <laughs> I don't understand how any of it works. Um, it's, it's people yeah, like I, I. It's crappy on the I, internet. It's I will say that I just. I will just app. say that you just keep asking me questions and I keep answering them. So, uh, the <laughs> real brains. Things and I keep saying. The real brains behind the operation, Daniel Sale. Just Daniel, you guys know. Um, Chris Burrows, pretty face. Daniel Sale, brains behind the operation. <laughs> Chris Casby, actual brains behind the yep. operation. But uh, you know, that's just uh, kind of how the gears turn around. I'm here. chubby. <laughs> You are indeed chubby. Um, but he's adorable. He could be the face. We, I mean, he could be a face. He could be a panda bear. We can't put him in the foreground or else he'll cover up all of our faces. So. It's okay. You guys are the ugly ones. <laughs> Deal. I'll take that. So that's going to do it. We're going to be done. done. Yep. This is episode number 63. 63. And of the Scrubland Podcast. We love you guys. See you around.